2: Final hour of the show on a Tuesday here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve is always in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai—all new, pre-owned inventory—all at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online. At sunburymotors.com we continue with the baseball all Phillies this hour let's kick things off with Dan Baker the voice of Citizens Bank Park his 49th season as the Phillies public address announcer missed most of last year due to health concerns but it's great to see him back in the booth and he talked with Steve a few weeks ago
1: A man that all of us admire in this business very much because he has earned it, and that is Dan Baker. My friend, welcome back. It is great to have you with us and to hear that voice again.
3: Fight on state, fight on state, strike your gate and
1: win. Hey Steve, how are you? (laughs) It's great to hear you. Great intro there, Dan. Well done.
3: (laughs) Hey, Hey, I know I'm on with the voice of the Nittany Lions.
1: Well, we are on with the voice of Citizens Bank Park and and everything else that goes with it, and Dan. Uh, yeah, obviously, you had to, you've had to go through some a couple of tough things along the way, but you're feeling so much better. What kind of relief is it to feel like yourself again?
3: Well, Steve, uh, I've come a long way, and. Uh... I had been battling an infection, a bacterial infection, for a couple of years, and uh, it just wouldn't go away, and I had a couple of surgeries for that. And then uh, the bacterial infection either turned into a squamous cell carcinoma, or or there was a squamous cell carcinoma that was preventing the bacterial infection from healing. So last August 14th, they removed the tumor, It was a 24-hour surgery at Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia. Great doctors, by the way. Um, and uh, I was in the hospital for six weeks. Uh, got out at the end of September. Jeez, I looked like something out of a mass unit when I got out. I had a wound back on my head uh, and a tube coming out of it, a, a PIC line in my left arm because during this lengthy surgery I contracted a a bacterial infection, and fortunately the uh, infectious disease doctors identified it properly and uh, put me on an IV antibiotic, which uh, knocked, me, knocked the uh, infection out, and uh, to replace the diseased bone and tissue in my right cheek, uh, the doctors transplanted bone and tissue from my left leg, And I had a feeding tube uh, in my stomach for good measure. But, you know, the doctor said all along that there was no reason why I couldn't return to PA announcing uh, uh, come this April. And uh, fortunately enough, Steve, uh, I was able to do that.
1: Well, it's so great to have you back in there. It's interesting for me to say what was it like to go back into the booth would be a general open-ended question because you're always a person that has appreciated every second you've been in there so it's not the appreciation part but what did it feel like to be back in there
3: it was like heaven Um, the Phillies fans are just great Uh, the Phillies have been so supportive Steve Um, they let me know all along that whenever I was healthy enough and strong enough and uh, capable enough uh, that uh, they would welcome me back to the PA booth. And uh, so far, so good.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure it felt like having to go back in there. But, you know, you've done this with this. I want to say it's your 49th season, Dan. Does that sound right? It,
3: it is, Steve. It would have been my 50th year. Right. Uh, and some people wanted to acknowledge me for that, but I didn't feel that that would be... Uh, True. Uh, last year would have been my 49th year, but I only announced a couple of uh, summer camp intra squad games and one preseason game with the Baltimore Orioles. And even though it was a pandemic shortened season of uh, 60 games total, 30 home, I wasn't able to announce a single regular season home game. So Steve, I don't know, I didn't think it was fair to count that as my 49th season, and so I view this year, which would have been my 50th season as the 49th, and if uh, uh, good health prevails and the Phillies will have me, and I return for next year, I would view that as my 50th, and Steve, I would be, to the best of my knowledge, the third PA announcer in Major League history mm-hmm. to announce for 50 years or more joining Bob Shepard of the Yankees and Pat Piper of the Cubs.
1: And Bob Shepard did it for 60 seasons, Dan. I mean, obviously you're feeling a lot better, and which is great, and you've got that spring in your step again, which is great. Is that for you a, a goal that maybe you can get to Bob Shepard's 60 seasons?
3: Yes, yes. Uh now I, I don't mean to correct you, but I think Bob served for fifty seven years at least my understanding. You you my may apologies. be right, but my understanding is that and of course he served with such uh, great distinction. Uh from nineteen fifty one through two thousand seven is my understanding. Right. And Pat Piper actually has Bob by two years uh from what I'm told uh, that uh, Bob also performed brilliantly for the Chicago Cubs from 1916 to 1974. Uh, it's a total of 59 years. Uh, mm. In fact, when he started at Wrigley Field, Steve, Wrigley Field was known as Wiggle Park. Yep. Uh, two years later, it was bought, bought by the Wrigley family, and they changed the name of the stadium to Wrigley Field.
1: In fact, uh, people don't realize when that park was built, it was actually built for the Federal League, Chicago-Wales, 1914.
3: Steve, you are a baseball historian of the first magnitude.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, and you're right. And by the way, I want to correct myself on Bob Shepard. Exactly right, 57 years. So so I I wanted to at least look that up and make sure we had that. Uh, So now you're back in there. Right. So what do you think of the young season, the club, and what's it like to be in there and at least have people back in the park, have people there at the park? I mean, I know what it was like for Jack, Hem, and me Saturday to have 8,000 yeah. people in Beaver Stadium for a scrimmage.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's so great to have people back. Uh, you know, it's just antiseptic without fans. And uh, they, they, add, they enhance the, the – uh, Game experience so much, their presence, and uh, it really makes it come alive to me.
1: Well, you make it come alive for them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into what you do. So take us behind that mic for a moment, Dan, and take us in the time that we don't hear you as the kind of work that you do to make sure that when the game rolls around, you're giving the fan the best experience because they're getting the best of Dan Baker.
3: One of the things that I do upon my arrival, and I'll be leaving for tonight's game uh, shortly after our interview. Um, But when I get there, uh, there's usually a script waiting on my desk, and I read through the script, and, uh, of course, uh, I focus on... Uh, the lineups and the rosters and make sure that I know how to pronounce everybody's name in the lineup. Not only uh, Steve and Matt do I concentrate on the pronunciations of the players and the umpires, uh, but I also look at the script because if there are people being honored on the field before the game, or we have an anthemist, uh, I want to make sure that I know how to pronounce correctly uh, everyone's name who uh, I would have the privilege of saying. And uh, I think that's one of the cardinal rules of being a good public address announcer. You have to know how to correctly pronounce everybody's name that you're going to say. You do not want to guess and then disrespect the person by uh, pr- pronouncing your name wrong. So that's the main thing. Uh, And then uh, I get there two hours in advance of the game. Uh, It used to be that I would also take advantage of that time to have a pregame meal, you know, uh, lunch before a day game or (laughs) breakfast and uh, dinner before a night game. But right now, with my mouth in the condition that it is uh, after this uh, invasive surgery, I'm not comfortable eating uh right. out. uh my goodness it's like um I'm like a gatling gun you know with the food <laughs> spraying out of my mouth yeah. so I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do that right. at this point uh yeah i i still have to undergo uh, some cosmetic surgeries and a dental surgery following the season they're going to hold off on that so i don't miss any games which i'm very uh grateful for um uh, but um uh, I can I can drink things okay, you know. I might have like a diet Coke during the game, or a water, or a mm-hmm. coffee, or something like that. Um, but the main thing, Steve, is just to make sure that I know how to pronounce everything correctly. And of course, uh, I do try to familiarize myself with names and numbers and anticipate potential substitutions in the game that night. Uh, and then, of course. During the game itself, you need to be prepared when those changes come and to announce them within a short time frame so you're not interrupting you know, the continuity of the game.
1: Well, that's how I was doing it literally after practice on Wednesday and Friday last week. I pull certain players aside, and I would ask them, okay, give me the exact pronunciation of your name. Because, again, I'm like you. I want to make sure it's absolutely right. So that, that's critical. What have you thought of the club so far?
3: Um, it, it's a better team. It's a better team. Uh, it, we've been up and down a little bit. Uh, we've had a terrific uh, first home stand, sweeping the Braves all three games, taking two out of three from the Mets. But then we went on the road and kind of did the I
1: think we lost them uh, there. Took, there two go.
3: out of three from the Cardinals. Uh, but uh, the Phillies are, are definitely better. I think they're going to be competitive all year long the Braves are very good, the Mets are very good and even though the Nationals have struggled early, I think the Nationals could be right in there and really the Marlins are not that far behind either
1: Well, let me put it this way, you're not in the big leagues until Dan Baker announces your name Thank you, sir, such a pleasure to have you with us today
3: Steve, thank you very much Victory, we predict for thee. We're <laughs> ever true to you, dear old white and blue.
1: It's <laughs> the best outro we've had yet, Dan. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks, Steve. Take care.
2: And that is Dan Baker, the legendary public address announcer for the Phillies. Of course, did almost three decades of Eagles football as well. And it's just great to see him back in the booth doing what he loves. Continue with the Phillies in the final half hour coming up. Greg Murphy, we're going to replay that interview coming up with Steve. He's of course, started the new podcast with us here at SBC Media Partners and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, Glove Stories with Murph. He'll be discussing what the podcast is about and more as we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, here on The Steve Jones Show, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
1: Outlet, the beverage superstock superstore is ready for all of your warm weather activities camping, picnics, grilling. Visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks, Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks, check weekly specials too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage superstock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
2: Final half hour of the show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve always in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummelstown, And online, At SunburyMotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai—all new, pre-owned inventory—all at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at SunburyMotors.com. Greg Murphy joined Steve a few months ago as he launched his brand new podcast, "Glove Stories with Murph," with us here at SBC Media Partners and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Of course, you still hear him from time to time on the Phillies Radio Network over on Eagle 107 as well. And he joined Steve a few months ago when the podcast launched.
0: that's great to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. And, yeah, I'm very excited about uh, kicking off this new venture.
2: Yeah, and, uh,
1: you know, the ideas come out from all sorts of places. Sunbury Broadcasting was right in the thick of this particular idea when it was presented to you. What ran through your mind with ideas?
0: You know, it, it, it's always fun, as you know, to be able to kind of make a living talking about sports. And, and so when the idea was presented, hey, what about starting a podcast? I thought to myself, yeah, why not? You know, I've, I've had the opportunity over the years to talk to so many players, active players, retired players, and, and, and just listening to them tell their stories about the days that uh, when they were in uniform and playing and the way they're able to bring it back in such great detail um, I've always marveled at that, and I've always enjoyed listening to the, to the guys tell the stories. So I thought, why not? Why not get a chance to, to let some other folks hear these stories as well? So that, that's really the idea behind Glove Stories, um, let these guys come on and, and, and tell a couple stories about their playing days and kind of let people in to the inside the clubhouse that, that not everybody gets a chance to see all the time. And, you know, when you talk to athletes about their playing days, they can go on forever about uh, about all the good things that happen. So it's always a lot of fun to hear them talk.
1: The fish was that big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, Greg, when you're sitting there and you're you're talking with Mike Schmidt and he's telling stories, or you're sitting there with a Charlie Manuel and he's telling stories, how difficult is it for you sometimes to maybe come up with a question where maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't think they've ever been asked this before when they've been asked so many questions. How how challenging is that? Because you just want to change up a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I do think that that is the challenge, and that is that the... the idea behind what we're trying to do is get these guys to maybe tell some stories that you know haven't been told time and time again and you know some guys are really good at that other guys you really have to uh, push and pull and and kind of get things out of but you know steve what i find myself in talking to these guys sometimes is i get caught up in the moment and i forget that i'm i'm running the podcast and that i I have to come (laughs) up with that next question because i'm so i'm just listening to the stories that they're telling and, and enjoying them myself so so you know that's that's a part of it as well. But when you get a chance to to talk to Mike, you know the best player ever to put on the uniform for the Phillies, it, those kinds of, of moments, um, you know, they kind of just speak for themselves. And then when Charlie, who I spent a couple of years with while you know with the team, and uh, Charlie was the manager, you know, he he can talk about baseball twenty four seven, and and his recall is unbelievable. So getting a chance to kind of relive the 2008 season, which we're going to do with Charlie kind of game by game throughout the podcast, um, is going to be a lot of fun because if, if people haven't heard Charlie just kind of wax poetically about his time as the manager of the Phil's, you're in for a real treat because he loves to talk about it, he loves to tell the stories, and he's just got that engaging personality.
1: Also, there's another part that I, pe- I people may not realize. Charlie's a brilliant mind Mm-hmm. uh yeah. and, and that's you know a brilliant baseball mind what does it take to it doesn't sound like it takes much to do it but what does it take to tap into that so that the listener is richer for listening to it
0: yeah, that's the key. And you know, Charlie is is exactly as you describe. I mean, he really understands the game at a at a different kind of level than most people. Um and you know, I don't know that he always got a fair shake when it came to that kind of uh description about his baseball knowledge, but people around the game and people who know Charlie and people who have had a chance to sit and talk baseball with him, you figure it out pretty quickly just how Locked in, he is to this game, and how he sees it a little bit differently than everybody else. And um, you know, so it's so much fun to try and 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 get that out of him. And uh, you know, he he gets so excited, and when I'm sure you've talked to Charlie before, and he, when he starts to tell stories, he kind of gets <laughs> excited, and, and sometimes he rambles on a little bit about different things. But when you when you listen to what he's saying and how he's explaining it and breaking down someone's swing or talking about a particular game, it really is kind of remarkable. And, and you, you do see what kind, of, what kind of baseball mind that you're dealing with. And, and Larry Bowe is going to be doing the same thing for us for the 1980 season. We're going to relive games from the 1980s, uh, the 1980 season. And he's very similar in that regard, his recall and his ability to tell the story. So we've really lucked out with getting Charlie and Larry uh, on board on every podcast.
1: So much of this job, too, is about relationships. As you're putting these podcasts together, how much has it helped over time that you've built personally some great relationships with the individuals you talk to, Murph, that then allows the conversation to flow better?
0: yeah I think that's uh that's key you know I'm lucky enough to to know most of these guys um you know a little bit better than than maybe some other folks do. I've spent so much time in and around the organization on the airplane in team hotels and and you do develop uh relationships that way and so I think you know I think they trust me which is a which is a good thing and yes i i have yeah i have the ability i think to kind of reach them at a maybe like a little bit of a deeper level than than perhaps someone who's just covering them from the outside um we're gonna we're gonna sit down with mickey morandini um coming up next week and he's a guy that i got to know even better of course i watched him play when he was on the team in 93 and and but i got to know him as a coach when he was here with philadelphia and then after that um He's the commissioner of the Phillies' uh, Fantasy Week every year, and I go down to that. And you get to know these guys on a whole different level, a personal level. Mickey's one of the great storytellers uh, that mm-hmm. I've come across. So I'm really excited to, to hear what he's going to bring uh, to the podcast next week.
1: Yeah, I remember managing Williamsport, for goodness sakes. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and listening right. to him, it's like, holy mackerel. He's something <laughs> else. Yeah. Uh, He's sneaky funny too. Very funny guy. Oh my goodness! Oh, he's got a dry (laughs) sense of humor. Yeah. Very dry (laughs) sense of humor he has. Uh, Also, with it being opening day, you've got one of the beat writers, Matt Breen, on, so you get an opportunity to swap back and forth your ideas about opening day.
0: Yeah, and the idea behind that is, uh, you know, after we've kind of looked back and been nostalgic about the Phillies franchise and some of the players, we're going to quickly touch base with some of the guys that are covering the team this year and just get a feel for what's happening each week with with the 2021 team. Because I think fans, you know, at the end of the day, love hearing the old stories, but also, you know, want to hear some insight from the guys that are – in and around that clubhouse each and every day. So we'll mix it up. We'll have uh, some of my old broadcaster buddies, Tom McCarthy, uh, Ben Davis, John Cruck will come on, and and some of the beat writers as well. So uh, just a little, little add-in at the end of the podcast just to stay connected to this year's team.
1: Yeah, and staying connected to this year's team, What's your initial thought going in? I mean, obviously, optimism reigns supreme, because on this particular day, as I was kidding, the previous guest, the Pirates are tied for first. But, That's right. So, but what's your thought on this particular team that they have right now?
0: You know, I, I think they're going to be pretty good. They, The division is is a bear. We all know that. The Braves are a terrific team. The Nats are are loaded uh, with starting pitching. Uh, The Mets lineup looks like on paper is going to be pretty darn good, and they've got Jacob DeGrom. So, you know, obviously you have your work cut out for you playing in the NL East. That said, I think, you know, they return a lineup that was one of the best in baseball last year, producing runs, and you have to believe they're going to have similar success this year. And I think the rotation is a little bit deeper this year. I think Zach Eflin has figured out some things, and, and I think he's going to be a big part of this rotation. So, um, and, and also, I think, you know, you go down Chase Anderson, Matt Moore, it's a better starting rotation than it was a year ago at this time. And then obviously we know about the bullpen. It would have, but it would have been hard to go backwards, but I think they've taken some <laughs> big strides going forward. So, you know, April's going to be tough. They're They're – schedule is a bear coming right out of the gate uh, with the National League East. And you also have the Cardinals in there. Um, so it's going to be interesting in the month of April to see how they play. But I certainly think this team is talented enough to make it to the postseason, whether it be through a wild card or maybe even uh, catching those Braves and winning the division.
1: We're inching our way back to normal uh, normalcy along the way. So right now it's 50% as of uh, I think it's Sunday. It'll be fifty percent allowed yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, to ballparks. Just getting people back in—kind of difference. Just do you think that it just makes the general feel of the ballpark for a player?
0: I, you know, it's interesting because I have talked to a couple of guys about it, and and you know, as well as anybody, that I think there there the time of taking fans for granted has has come and gone. You know, I, so many times. You'd have a packed ballpark, and and the, but there still be a disconnect between the players on the field, maybe and the fans. I think last year really showed these guys in uniform just how important it is to have those people in the in the seats cheering them on, um, you know, giving them the energy, that extra little bit uh, of that home field advantage. A lot of guys have remarked about how much they missed that, and how much they didn't realize how much they would miss it until it was gone. So. I think it's huge, and I think it's going to be, you know, across baseball league-wide, but everybody's going to get that that extra juice back in their home ballpark. And and for the fans in Philadelphia who are going to get a chance to come down and watch the games, I'm thrilled for them because I know so many of them missed it so much. I know I certainly did, and uh, and I think – just getting back there and, and feeling that normalcy, as you said, is going to be great for, for all of us. And that's what sports does so many times. It, it it kind of resets us back to normal, and that's what I love about it.
1: Glove Stories with Murph is uh, produced and distributed by Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation Media Partners. It's available on YouTube and can be downloaded on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcast providers. Could not ask for a better host, Greg, thank you so much. Appreciate the time and, and the work that you put into this.
0: Well, thanks, Steve. It's great to talk to you. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to this relationship uh, going on and on. So thanks again for having me on, and uh, good go Phils this year. Let's hope they, uh, they do some good things.
2: And right now, Glove Stories with Murph, over a dozen episodes in. Make sure you check them out wherever you get your podcasts and also on the YouTube channel. And you can always hear every new episode of Love Stories with Murph over on Eagle 107 before every Sunday Phillies game. So it's great to have Greg Murphy aboard with us here at SBC Media Partners and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation for what's been a great start to that podcast so far. Well, that's going to wrap up today's edition of a Best of the Steve Jones Show. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. We've got a lot more to recap tomorrow. It's going to be a local day tomorrow, so we look forward to that. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. It is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKLK.